on this episode of the Grown Life Podcast. Park, I didn't want to fly. I didn't want to ride in the car. I didn't want to do anything. And that's not living. And I share all of this context because I know somebody listening right now is identifying with what I'm saying. It may not be the same anxiety, but you're feeling anxiety. Maybe COVID is striking you. What's up, y'all? It's Steven here again with another episode of the Grown Life Podcast, where the purpose of this podcast is to provide motivation to grow through life, love, and everything in between. Grown for me is an acronym that stands for Keep God First, Renew Your Mind, Operate in Your Purpose, Win, and Never Forget God in Your Win. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the Grown Life Podcast. And before we even get started, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you and praise you for who you are. God, I thank you for your grace, mercy, kindness, and your understanding. God, I pray that you would give us the words to speak. You would be seen in this and not us. God, we're praying for motivation, encouragement, and empowerment for those seeking your purpose for their lives. All of these things we're asking in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right. So today we have a special guest here on the line. We have Mr. Marcus Black with us, and he is he is a host of the Vitalized podcast. He's the author of Asleep at the Wheel. He's an inspirational speaker, a life coach, and the creator of the Vitalized Project. Welcome, 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 Mr. Marcus Black, y'all. Yo, what up, what up, what up, what up to everybody, to you, man. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad and honored to get to be here to really just share, you know, about what God is doing in our lives and what he's ultimately doing in your life, the listener, because we know he's moving in all of our lives, not just mine. And as Stephen mentioned to you, you know, I uh, am a motivational speaker. I'm a former pastor. I'm currently an urban, urban missionary in inner city, run a mentoring program. I travel, I speak, I'm an author. So I'm doing a lot of things, but ultimately it's God who propels me to give me the opportunity and the platform to do that. So I look forward to sharing more with you guys about that today. Amen. Amen to that. All right. So y'all, we just going to hop in, man. We really try to keep it, keep it real. So hop in real quick. So first question we got from Mr. Marcus, man, um, please just share your testimony, share how God has got you to where you are today and what he has done in your life that you that you know and you stand on for sure man she's she's done a lot in my life my life is several movies but I grew up in Mississippi so you know uh I know like you said we're keeping it real you guys are all living in this world so you're familiar with some of the things you see and some of the racial tensions and the division on every single front everything Mason Dixon line is real (laughs) man (laughs) So growing up in Mississippi, it was rough, man. You know, uh, we were poor. You know, my parents did the best they could. They fought to provide for us. They worked all the hours and still, you know, life was a struggle. So I just remember my dad wasn't really big in the church. He had problems with it because of the disconnect between people's actions and, you know, what they say. So he was like, man, forget all that. That's fake, whatever. And he fought my mom on it. But my mom was the church secretary. So I always say I had a drug problem. You know, she drugged me to church every day of the week, like every, you know, I literally. <laughs> but um, because of that, I just really remember growing up with her pulling me one way, him pulling me the other way. And so I went to church, but it didn't become real to me until I had a significant experience in my life. And I'll share that with you. But before all of that, I remember at the age of like 10, I started battling with this monster. Uh, many of you might battle with this monster as well. And it's one that comes to haunt so many people. Matter of fact, I think the number is one in three. 
and that monster's anxiety. And I remember being a little kid, man, like you're not supposed to be experiencing stuff like you're supposed to be playing, running. But I remember feeling like, man, like I'm going to die one day and like suffocating and getting sucked into this vacuum. Man, it was wild, bro. Like being like nine and thinking and like freaking out and panicking and hyperventilating and my mom coming in like, what's wrong? What's wrong, baby? And and me finally just saying to her, like I said, mommy, am I going to (laughs) die? And she was. Yeah, she always kept it real, though. She said, yeah, baby, you are. But she was like, not for a very long time. You don't have to worry about that. But that anxiety of me no longer ceasing to exist haunted me for the next 10 years. So it came and I couldn't sleep and I hated sleep. I would sleep a few as little hours as I could. And it led to me catering my life to the fear of death. So it got so bad to where I really wasn't even living. Like I wouldn't go anywhere. I wouldn't ride roller coasters. I didn't want to ride a bike. I didn't want to go to a theme park. I didn't want to fly. I didn't want to ride in the car. I didn't want to do anything. And that's not living. And I share all of this context because I know somebody listening right now is identifying with what I'm saying. It may not be the same anxiety, but you're feeling anxiety. Maybe COVID is striking you. Maybe you're thinking about coronavirus, thinking about can't go to your job. You can't do what you want to do. You can't move like you want to move. Maybe you lost your income. Maybe you lost someone you love. And and the same anxiety, worry, doubt, fear is creeping in. And the reality is we know that we have God. That's the purpose of us having him because his spirit gives us that peace that we need to overcome. But that doesn't stop the enemy from trying to test you in that area, right? Amen. So... So fast forward, 18 years old, I'm having, I'm at a church youth event with some of my homies. We having a good time, just clowning, being kids. And on the way home, I had another life altering experience. I'll give you guys the shortened version, but it's out there. It's on my podcast. It's in the book. And long story short, I had an accident where we flew off the highway into a huge median near a bridge, 75 miles per hour, glass shattering, car spinning in the air, knocking down trees, and finally, boom, we smashed a tree in the car accordion. And my friend was yelling the whole time, we finna die, we finna die, we finna die. And all I could think was, what I've catered my entire life around, this fear, is finally my worst nightmares come to pass. But spoiler alert, (laughs) I didn't die. I'm still here because God had other plans for me. And when I think about that, that's when the light bulb went off. So you ask me about everything I'm doing today. I realized in that moment that I can continue catering my entire life over something I can't control, or I can trust the creator and the one who gave me purpose and just walk in that every single day of my life. So then I challenged myself to just find the joy in every circumstance because life isn't promised. Tomorrow isn't promised. Next week is in promise. We're talking about later and what we can control. We don't control anything. Only thing we control is ourselves, our actions, our attitude, our mind, and how we respond. So when I started doing that, it led me on this pilgrimage to purpose of like, man, let me inspire people. Let me enlighten people. Let me love people. Let me care for people. And so that kind of invitalized the word it means to give life. Yeah. So it's the opposite of me and death and all of that. I'm like, man, forget all that. God said he bring, He wants us to have life and a more abundant life. So I'm living in that. No, I feel that, man. That's like, that's, that's a really powerful story. And a lot of times you don't realize who else is going through the same thing that you're going through or who else is dealing with like a problem that's similar to what you're going through. And then you realize like, 
if I tell this story, if I tell this testimony, it cannot just help me. It can help someone else. Right. And I think that is that is the power of your your story. Right. You have a book, you have a podcast, you have this vitalized project that you're doing. And it all stemmed from a problem or a situation that you dealt with. You giving it to God and say, I I am not going to allow this to control my life. I'm not going to allow this to define me. And so with that, it kind of leads me to my next question, right? So we talked about, you know, how you got to to 18 or 19, right? Where you had the accident, but there's time in between the 18 and, and now. How did God get you from, okay, hey, I need, a, I need to inspire people to writing a book and to doing a podcast and to creating a Vitalized Project? How did he get you to this point? <laughs> Woo, that is an incredible question. And that's where I think there was another, not necessarily a rude awakening, but just kind of realizing that nothing happens overnight. Mm. So I had desire to write a book after that happened. And I'm like, man, I'm going to write this book. I'm gonna do I've been talking about writing a book as my wife. We started dating when I was 20. I'm talking about writing a book since I met her. I just wrote a book. I turned 33. It's years later. But what I realized is, Number one, there were still things that God was revealing to me. There were still things that had to be worked out, but I had to also learn to walk in this new obedience. So it's like, you don't just become a guru the next day overnight. It's like there's a process, a refining process that has to happen. And that don't mean you can't start. I started helping people then. I started counseling people. I started, you know, caring for people, but I wasn't ready to do what I'm doing now. And I thought I was, but he knows what we don't know. Right. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. So it took him walking me through some more valleys, some mountain highs, some incredible valley lows, some almost being homeless with my wife, losing jobs, losing this, having people hurt you. It took all of that. And it's like, man, what does all of that mean? But it took every single one of those experiences to lead me to where I am now. And literally, it's crazy. It's almost like Jesus. When I turned 30, that's when I felt the shift. (laughs) something in my heart started saying, all right, it's time. And that's when I started shifting and things started happening and I started making moves and I started making connections and the vision became clear. I remember fasting when I was like 31 and I took two weeks and I'm like full fasting, just water. And the clarity that came out of that, my vision came crystal clear. And I said, okay, God, I'm ready now. When I thought I was ready, I was nowhere near ready. But now I'm ready. So now you show me the way. I'm going to walk and not get in your way. And he just opens the doors. When you live your life in submission to him, you don't have to worry. Is this the right choice? Is this the wrong choice? He's going to make evident to you and open the door that you're supposed to walk through. And that's what happened. And this relationship led to that relationship, to this connection to people reaching out. The publisher reached out to me about the book. They're like, hey, we got to get this story out. I didn't chase them. They found me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I would say. That's, so that's that's really, really well. And there's like a, a couple of things that I kind of picked out of this. So like the first thing is ready or not, right? So many times you're, we think that we're ready, right? We think that it's like, yeah, we like, I'm God. Like I'm telling you, like I'm, I'm waiting on you now. And he's like, son, you're not, you're not there yet. And one of the things that I picked up in a, when I, when I say ready or not is regardless, if you feel like you're ready or not, you are still helping people in that moment. 
you were still working toward that purpose. Like, so my, one of my favorite stories is, is, is Joseph, where he wasn't at the, the second in command of all of Egypt. He was still working in Potiphar's house. He was still working in the jail. He was working up until that point. And so that's, that's something that stood out to me. And then also just realizing and understanding that when, when God has it for you, he will make it clear and make it plain when you want to, but you have to seek him to do so. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really important that you said the fasting thing. So uh, funny story. So for me and my wife, we kind of got, we got married in COVID. So we just got married in March. Right. And so we were like, okay, I'm like, God, uh, like I fasted, we fasted for a day or two. We're like, God, is this what you want us to do? Is this really the right time for us? He was like, he made it clear as day. I'm like, bet. Cool. That's where it is. But a lot of times it's, it, we have to take time to seek him to find that vision. So many times we pray with the answer that we want in our minds already. And we have to seek him in that. And that's, those are like two things that I got out of, out of what you said. And, and they're really, really important. And living in purpose is, is really important for sure. Funny story about what you just said. <laughs> so you talked about seeking him and here and not coming to him with your preconceived ideas of what you're supposed to do and be. I am a professional speaker now, yet I was petrified to talk in front of people. If you had told me in my 20s that I was going to be standing in front of hundreds and thousands of people, I would have told you you lost your mind. I didn't want to talk in front of 10 people in my speech class. I was petrified. My voice was shaking. And even when I got hired for the church, it was a mega church. And they were like, all right, you about to get up here. You're going to get on this stage. I was like, no, I'm not. They're like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be in the back. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I'll be back up. They were like, no, you don't have a choice. This comes with the territory. And so, like, it wasn't the way I wanted it because of my insecurities. But I had a mentor tell me, stop being selfish. It ain't about you. You don't, It's not about you. It's not about what people thinking about you and how you sound. It's, you're not the giver of the purpose and the gift. So you just got to be obedient. After he said that, I'm like, my bad. Okay. So now here I am. <laughs> hey, now I feel that. And it's funny. So uh, one of my boys, my boy Jordan, this is my dog. So it's funny. God crossed paths with the same with fraternity brothers. We crossed paths in 2013. We didn't really talk much for a couple of years. Then we started getting real cool. And one of the things he told me that always sticks out in my head is don't forget that your purpose is attached to someone else's future. They're waiting on you. And I'm like, I, so them days where it's like, I don't really want to speak in front of people. See, I don't have that problem, right? I got, I got the other problem. I got, I have the, okay, God, I'm trying to run, but you want me to walk. That's, that's my problem. It's, I try to do stuff like, okay, let's do it right now. You, I got it. You know, I got the bullets in the chamber right now. We got to go right now. And a lot of times, and my wife can attest to this and she's, she's here for that reason to like, okay, pump your brakes, pump your brakes. Because a lot of times you don't want to get ahead of God because he'll slow you down anyway. That's the thing. And, and with that, we're, we're sharing a lot of knowledge and advice and, and wisdom. And that kind of leads me to my, my third question, which is if you had any advice to give to your 21 year old self, what would it be? And a little, a little background on the, on this question. So for me, when I was 21, 22, really up to 25, for real, for real, I was thinking about, okay, I wish I had somebody to tell me the things that I should have listened to that I would listen to, not my parents, not people that were 50, 60 years older than me, but 
people that were closer to my age that I can I can to talk to and can give me that real life advice. So if you had any advice to give to your 21 or 22 year old self, what would it be? Man, that is an incredible question. And I would just say, trust the process. Mm-hmm. And trust his process. Because I remember being 21, feeling like I was behind the curve. I'm still in school and got like three years left, of college left. I'm supposed to be wrapping up. I'm supposed to be home helping my mom. I'm supposed to be, my friends are the same age, buying houses and I'm comparing myself and like, why am I a failure? I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I'm like, every struggle that I would go through, I would tell myself like, it's going to produce purpose. Like there is no strength without struggle. Mm-hmm. And so I would just tell myself, embrace those like seek the lesson in them and seek to apply them because I feel like it wouldn't have taken me 13 years. It might've taken six years. Like, I don't know. But in knowing that there was a lot of worrisome days, a lot of troublesome nights, a lot of tears, cried, a lot of frustration, a lot of upset moments, a lot of insecurity. When the entire time God's plan, I was in the palm of his hands and the entire time he saw the end. He saw what I'm doing this day. He saw impacting people all over the world, but I didn't see it. And so I wish I could tell myself like, man, just embrace it. Just trust that process, trust his process and just go with it. Yo. So one thing, one thing that I got to point out, you said there is no strength without struggle. That's a gem. I'm a, if I had like a little buzzer, I'd be like, burr, 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 you know what I'm saying? But like, that is so real because when you grow, and you you said it when you there's no there's no strength without struggle like when you grow there's god will always put you through a struggle like it reminded me of the story that you told about being in the church and having to speak you had to struggle to speak but god was using that to to get you to where you were going and so man that was that was wild and i needed that man i definitely needed that for sure for yeah. sure for sure so um, what you if you can, please, please, please get the people where they can find you, your Instagram, your socials, and stuff like that. So that way we can connect you with these people because what we don't want to do, we don't want to have you on here and then we're gonna support you, we're gonna pray for you, and we definitely gonna make sure that we get and send people your way. Man, I appreciate that. I say the best way to find me, I'm pretty uh, active on Instagram, so I'm responsive to messages also. So if you got questions, feel free to hit me up at Marcus, M-A-R-C-U-S underscore black. Pretty simple, like the color. And uh, you can check out my website. I got some meditation, motivation stuff on there. Mblackspeaks.com. So you can check me out there. And yeah, that's where you can find me. Perfect. Hey, man, y'all give it up for Mr. Marcus Black. All right, guys. So now we're going to move into our Be Thankful segment. And this really kind of goes right into what we were talking about. God using uh, our, our that struggle to c- create strength in us. And a lot of times we're not necessarily thankful for those struggle and those times. But but if if I could ask you, Marcus, what are you thankful for this week? Man, I'm thankful for life. Right. Yeah. I'm never so many times we get so caught up in what's happening in the world and what's happening in other cities and all the comments on social media and all the hate and the division when God woke me up today, which means there's still purpose in me. So I'm thankful that 
he allowed me a new day to love my neighbor, to care for the people in my community, to care for my wife. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my kids. I'm thankful for an opportunity to learn and grow. It's like so much, there's so many things. And I often thank God for the little things that we take for granted, like being able to breathe, like coronavirus is still out here, very real. Like I'm thankful for the air. I'm thankful for my body functioning, for me to be able to go to the gym today. Like every little thing, being able to move my hands and think to be able to create a future for my family. Now, now that's, that's real. That's, that's real, really real. A lot of times we, we take those small things for granted and we realize if he took those small things away, the big stuff wouldn't even matter. It's like, God, I just want you to let me breathe again. Like, you can have everything else. I just need my breath back. You know what I'm saying? Because I can't, I can't do nothing without that. And I, I can actually echo that comment, man. I can echo the being thankful for uh, my family. Be even though I know as men, we kind of we 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 have high expectations of what other people should be, but we're just I'm thankful to have somebody to do life with. A lot of people don't have that, and really uh, thankful that God has put me in different situations to grow. Because um, if he if he didn't bring me there, he he knew that I could handle it in those situations. But he also knew that I would need him in that. So I'm definitely thankful for that. And I'm also thankful for you and our grown cast family. And if I didn't love y'all, if I wasn't thankful for y'all, I wouldn't pray for y'all. So what we're going to do is we're going to pray over Marcus and his ministry. And then we're also going to pray for our grown life family and then go from there. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you for Marcus. God, we lift him up in your hands. God, we pray that you would continue to give him that vision, allow him to continue to lead. God, I know that anxiety can be a stressor for not only him, but multiple other people. God, we pray that you would allow him to remember that first Peter 5, 7 and all of all of a grown cast family to remember that first Peter 5, 7 cast all your anxiety on him on you because you care for us. God, we thank you for bringing him here to share his testimony with other people. God, because we know that you are using him greatly, God. You are doing exceedingly and abundantly in his life, God. You are taking our little and you are multiplying it and feeding the hundreds, the thousands, the millions of people with this, God. God, we pray that you would keep, continue to keep his family. I pray that you continue to keep his health. I pray that you continue to grow him, to guide him, to give them the financial stability, to give them all of the things that he needs to be what you have him to be. God, and more importantly, God, we pray that you would continue to draw him closer to you because without you, it would be nothing. And God, we're also praying for our grown life family, our grown cast family, the grown folks that's in here. God, we're praying that you would continue to give them that motivation, encouragement, and empowerment, even though when things get hard, even though when things are tough, God, I pray that you would continue to push them towards your purpose. Go with them, walk with them, continue to guide them. And all of these things we're asking in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. So uh, before we get up out of here, Marcus, can you get the people your socials and where they can find you one more time, please, sir? Absolutely. Hit me up on Instagram at Marcus underscore black, or you can visit my website mblackspeaks.com. And that's it. 
All right. And y'all can find me at s.k.boyer on IG. You can find my wife, Autumn, at, at the turn of a season. Uh, she has segments on this podcast as well. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can send us an email at grownenterprises at gmail.com. Please leave a like, share it with somebody you love. You know what I'm saying? All of the things. For real, for real. Leave a comment, leave a review, some, all that. Uh, and I got to say it one time before I get up out of here. Always, always, always remember that to what? To live the grown life, you must what? Keep God first. Peace. Peace.